I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay. Come through, queen. I want to see you come through, queen. Hi everyone, it's Brendan and Honey, and this is Come Through Queen. Get jealous of Gina's relationship with Heather. <laughs> I have my own relationship with Heather. I'm gonna call Heather. Automatic voice. Oh, I think I was just declined. That wasn't a decline. That was a block. Hi, Honey. Welcome back. Thanks for having me. Programming note, Dan is on vacation. Um, I won't tell you where, but he will be back next week. Why can't we say where? I mean, I guess we can. He's in Puerto Rico. (laughs) And he's he's staying at this hotel in this room. (laughs) I'm sure he'll have a ton of astute observations about his time in Puerto Rico. I can't wait to hear. I put together like a google doc for them on all of my recommendations Mm -hmm. and i'm excited to hear their feedback on their trip oh my god great um so stay tuned for dan next week but while he's away you're stuck with me baby yes and we perhaps got (laughs) the greatest gift of all which is the real housewives of orange county trailer Dan is shaking, I'm sure. I know. We'll hear from him in a bit. He did send a voice memo. But first, what were your thoughts? I am so excited. Um, I actually shared with you in the pre-show that I have not seen the seasons where Heather Dubrow was first on. Which is a sin. The franchise. But I have become familiar with her just through your Mm standum and other content that she's been on and I'm very excited for her to join the cast. Yeah, and the the way the trailer is set up, multiple people have told me that it feels like I edited the trailer. Because <laughs> the way that it's set up to reintroduce Heather with the retrospective of her some of her former uh taglines yes. and then we walk through her palatial estate which When she was on the show, she was building this house, and we never saw this house on the show, Mm -hmm. so it's like a big moment that we're going to be able to see the house on the show. I've already watched every single part of her house tour on YouTube. I started watching those, too, just because of your recommendations a while ago. It's amazing, but we'll get to see it in Bravo HD, thank God. Yes. The way... What stuck out the most to me is Shannon trying... Mm -hmm. Like, getting so upset that Heather is spending more time with Gina. And I can't wait to watch that and, like, see Shannon be a villain. I know. The turn of... The return of Heather Dubrow is, like, Shannon's worst nightmare in Mm -hmm. a lot of ways because... What was their relationship Shannon's first season, they clashed big time. Mm -hmm. Um, There's actually, like, this famous scene where Shannon comes over to Heather's house to... 
I guess Tamra had been spreading rumors about Shannon or whatever, but there's this famous scene where Heather basically kicks uh, Shannon out of her house. Oh my god. And kind of, you could argue that Heather kind of, like, is gaslighty towards Shannon, but it, the, the dynamic is very <laughs> interesting, and since Shannon views herself as, like, the queen of the show now, yes, and Heather's, Heather coming back has been such big news, and Heather is rich, rich, and has, like, a seemingly perfect life. Yeah. So, I think it definitely is irking Shannon. I mean, I know people were talking about that quote from her from the book, right? Where she says that the show was blue collar before she came on. Yeah, that's, exactly. That's the show she was talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, I would have never thought that before, but the contrast of her next to these other women mm-hmm. is, it's clear. It's like, there is a very big difference. This is like rich, rich. Yeah. And I mean, like, if you think about where Gina was a couple seasons ago, where she was literally living in that casita when, when her husband would take the custody of the kids. Right. And like... It's just so interesting. That's another thing that I'm so excited for, their relationship. Yes, I can't wait to see that. And it seems to be panning out exactly as, like, we expected. Like, Gina's just excited that this rich woman's bringing her to fancy shit. <laughs> she, like, literally says that yeah. in the trailer. <laughs> I would be, too. I know. I'm, in, I'm interested to see uh, Heather and Emily and, like, how Emily reacts to Gina and Heather becoming really close. Yeah. Because they've been besties. There's a really funny moment at the end of the trailer where they're like at some spa doing a cleanse and Emily brings in the sandwich and then she's like it's turkey (laughs) like and that's that's how I feel when I'm having a sandwich I'm like I'm going healthy I'm going for the turkey (laughs) (laughs) they're like we're detoxing and she's eating the sandwich in the sauna that's amazing yeah just overall and the new women the the one woman Jennifer looks like an amalgamation, a mashup of like four different housewives. Mm-hmm. I, I look at her as sometimes I see Bronwyn, sometimes I see Aviva Drescher from New York. Yep. I see all types of people in her. Yeah. I think until we get to know her, her face is just going to be like pulled memories of other blonde housewives. I know. Sometimes she even looks like um, Vargas, Elizabeth yep. Vargas, which is weird too. I wonder how Elizabeth Vargas is doing. Actually, no, I don't. Um, <laughs> and then the other new housewife, Noella. She is stunning. She, I think Dan talks about this in his memo to us. So let's actually listen to Dan and then we'll continue on. Cool. Does that work? Yeah. Cool. I am obviously devastated not to be discussing the Orange County trailer in detail. We were just talking about earlier in the day, is there just not going to be programming on Wednesday nights on Bravo in a few weeks? But here we are. And starting it with a reprise, I was shaking you guys. And into a transition that only Brendan's mind could have cooked up of Heather walking into the estate. I don't know. I... (laughs) I just love it so much. I can't believe we're going from last season's horror to this. Uh, Just the other few topics I want to touch on and have you guys discuss further is, number one, Brendan's obsession with the Gina-Heather relationship is also coming to fruition as well as a storyline, which I find interesting. And I wonder how much Bronwyn's blood is boiling from Noella being a cast member after being brought in under Bronwyn's wing last year. Just some food for thought. Miss everyone, and I'll be back next week. Bye. So, Noella is somebody we've seen before. Mm. She was in, like, a few scenes, not heavily featured, but a couple scenes with Bronwyn last season. Oh, okay. And so I think, I believe Bronwyn introduced her to producers, and that's how she got the job. Which is interesting. Well, to Dan's point, I'm sure Bronwyn is furious. I know. And Noelle is coming in as identifying as bisexual. She has that little moment with Heather's daughter, Max, who I believe wrote a book that was released this week called Mm. 
give it to you straight-ish or something like that. I don't know. I just think Heather, I can't believe that Heather didn't synchronize it with the premiere of the show. Yeah. So, whatever. I'm so excited. I believe we're starting in just a few weeks. Yeah. I don't... Did it have the date? I think it's like early December or late November. That's going to be here before we know it. I know. Um, I just... Oh my... I just can't wait to see how they make the announcement of Heather, like, coming into the show, like, through whom I assume she's going to come back through Shannon, because that's her friend, but it'll be interesting. It'd be really interesting if they just did it, like, meta and coming back to the show. Yeah. Do you think they'll, like, have... They definitely didn't have cameras up, like, while the women learned of the news, right? I mean, they might have. That would be, like, going full Bethany quitting mode. Right. Which would be interesting, because the way that this was all introduced anyways, or announced anyways, was, like, Andy Cohen appeared on Heather's podcast. Mm -hmm. So, season 16 might be the chance to kind of make it, like, break the fourth wall a little bit with casting, but we shall see. Um, I think that's really all we've got in the news today. Do you want to get over to some of our shows? Yes, let's uh, do it. Okay, so where are you on the Potomac reunion? I, I was saying earlier, like, I was trying to rack my, it feels like so long ago that I watched this, but, I mean, I love the bright pink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. Um, I was kind of struggling to think of what really stuck with me from the episode. I know they really go in on Mia, right? Mm -hmm. Like, she's defending herself. Um, And then the whole, like, mom thing with the battle with Candace. Yeah. Um, I do think that Candace had a point where it's not her fault if... The mom relapses. Yeah, that that definitely is a fair point. You can't put that on Candace, but it's just like Candace to me just keeps on digging and digging and digging. And I think she just like I think she lives for the controversy. Yeah. Um, I saw something a screenshot from the Shade Room the other day where Candace was commenting on a Shade Room post that wasn't even about anything to do with <laughs> Potomac, and she like asked the people from the shade room to pin her comment because she knows that their followers want to like come after her or whatever. So I think she just like enjoys being a troll in that way. Yeah. I mean, if that's, if that is fun for her, then that's fine. But I do feel for her in like not knowing what to do when it comes to her mom and her husband. Like I can't imagine being in the middle of that. Right. And like, knowing that your mom is in the wrong and like that she's hurting your husband in that way and mm-hmm. like who do you choose and like not being able to fix it I know like I I can't I can't imagine having that kind of struggle every day in your life I know that really is really tough especially cuz like her especially like her mom and her have been like so close for years as well yeah. and her mom may have had a part in financing a lot of her life up until recently yeah and all that but i mean like who cares i know it's annoying when she tries to claim that it's her own and like that the other women can pick on her for that and Mm -hmm. all like that's fine but i mean i think it really seems like she could have it all if they could just get along (laughs) i know i mean like i i'm not mad at somebody who I'm not necessarily mad at somebody who, like, comes from generational wealth. Yeah. Just don't, like, act like that's not the case. Yeah. Just, like, own it. Yeah. I mean, I think she and Chris have a really great relationship. I... Is it bad that I, like, I enjoy Chris? Is that an unpopular opinion? I don't know. I'm just asking. (laughs) (laughs) Because, I mean, I've watched the seasons and I can't remember... The the sentiment I got from him in the past, but, like, he cools her down. He was polite to Ashley mm-hmm. on that trip. Like, he's trying to, like, you know, extend Olive Branches. Even at the Karen's, like, vow renewal, like, he was a little, like, heated and stubborn. 
But, like, who wouldn't be in an argument with Michael Darby? Yeah, and it's like, I think we talked about it when that episode aired last week. But that, that to me, was so manufactured. Getting Chris and Michael in the same room for the first time since last year's finale. Yeah. When things blew up. It's like, nobody here wants them to actually, like, coexist. You're just doing it to, like, get a little more drama happening at Karen's vow renewal. Yeah, but I mean, even with, like, his managing relationship with Candace, it was like, of course they had arguments. Like, Mm -hmm. that's what happens when you're in a relationship, period. But, like, everyone seemed to be trying to create drama between them, and they seem fine. Yeah, that to me, it's like the question of him managing her and whether or not he's paying her. It seemed to me that if he was being paid by her, people would have a problem. And if he wasn't being paid by her, people would right. have a problem. Like, she couldn't win with that. Yeah. It's almost like, yeah, it's like a better case scenario that she's not paying him. Because I feel like that would create more stress. And it's like... But, like, isn't this like a... I feel like there's people in pop culture who, who like, have their spouses manage their career like it's a thing oh i think back to chris jenner and um caitlin jenner back in the day chris managed caitlin's career for years and years and years nobody had a problem with that a hundred percent yeah and people hire on like friends and family into their teams all Mm -hmm. the time so i don't see the big deal about it yeah anyways back to the actual reunion itself where are you with it i'm good i think that there's some interesting things to come. I know there was like the moment in the trailer, there was a clip that was previewed where Candace is like kind of explaining why she makes comments in the way she does. Mm-hmm. And Karen comes together with Giselle to kind of school Candace on like the line that you can cross because like they're, and Karen's like, Giselle and I are the experts at this. Yeah. Like we, we are the experts at like, how you can joke about someone and where you can go without like, crossing the line. And I'm looking forward to that moment because I do think that there's like real genuine love between Giselle and Karen. Yeah. Whether it be because they make each other better at their jobs mm-hmm. or if there's like some actual like love there as friends. Mm-hmm. I do think there's something there. I mean, obviously like I'm the biggest Giselle fan and I just want to see them happy well i think that uh, one of the differences with them is that they respect each other in a way that like a lot of the other women just don't have that for their other castmates yeah i mean at the beginning of the season they were poised to destroy each other's lives mm -hmm. and we dan and i talked about this at length on the show and we were worried because it's like they're the best part of this show and if they are gone full scorched earth on each other then this show won't work as well as it does right now yeah and i think they recognize that too and that is why they are so great together they came back and you know they don't refuse to film with each other they still say nice things about each other then they can play around they can joke around it's all good yeah and i mean like giselle was in the wrong during this reunion when they were talking about like how come None of your stuff is on the table when you expect everyone yeah. else's stuff to be on the table. And she didn't really have an answer for that. And I kind of, like, she's the one person who can be, like, so wrong. And I'm still, like... I know. <laughs> I know. You'll always see, you know, the the good in her. But I think she she came across pretty poorly this season, I would say. <laughs> I literally, like... I'm like, she, she did? <laughs> I mean, she's still beautiful and likable. But, like... She, I think all of the stuff going after Wendy was so... Yeah, 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 yeah. Just, like, grasping for straws mm-hmm. there. Like, I, I don't even know if that's the saying. But it just felt like they were being... She and Robin were both being such mean girls to her, and I yeah. didn't get it. Yeah. For some reason, it felt meaner coming from Robin. <laughs> I, I mean, I think they're both... I don't know. I don't care for Robin really at all. Mm-hmm. I think she's a little delusional with her relationship with um, Juan. And I did feel for her with, like, the depression and stuff through the pandemic. But I just don't really know what she brings to the show that much. Yeah, it's weird because I heard an interview with her probably around this time last year. It was, like, a long-form podcast interview. And she came across so likable and, like, so great in it. 
but she doesn't bring. All it of makes that. me wonder what she's like off the show. Yeah, like I feel like she plays sidekick to and rides the coattails of Giselle. Mm-hmm. Like truly, I only see her next to Giselle. Yeah. I thought it was so funny that Giselle <laughs> still stuck with the same stylist and still, like, so proud of her looks. Loyalty, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> and stands by their, like, same same stylist. And everyone's like, that's unfortunate. <laughs> that is, like, that is true delusion and, like, why I oh, love her. It's great. I loved that moment. It's so good. How do you feel? Are you looking forward to Nikki coming on? I am. I think that'll be really interesting. I just, the fact that not a whole lot of this first episode stuck with me makes me wonder why they dragged it out four episodes. I mean, I'll take it all, but I mean, for the four-part episode, what? What's he, what is that? Beverly Hills. <laughs> oh, well, I'm team... I'm, like, blanking. That was great. Like, that, yeah. I was, like, give me give me six parts. Um, but this one, I don't know. Maybe it was just because it was early morning on a Monday. <laughs> I'm, I'm always team more content. Everyone, like I said about Beverly Hills. I think with Nikki, it's, like, if I were any of... And I saw a very funny tweet that was basically... It was the Kim Richards, let's talk about the husband meme. And, like... The tweet was basically like, if I were any of the Housewives of Potomac and Nikki tried to come after me during the reunion, like, let's talk about the husband. Yeah, let's talk about the husband. Like, seriously, <laughs> let's, let's go. Uh, yeah, I, I wonder how many people will actually, like, not tune into that episode because they have a problem with Nicki Minaj and especially recently what, what she's been saying about COVID and, like, all that kind of stuff. I feel like the people that watch don't care. But that could just be me. Yeah. I'm shocked that they had her on after all of that, but it's yeah. not like she's, like, a castmate, you know? I know. And will, like, will we start to see celebrities at other reunions? I feel like this is going to open a door for celebrities trying to get on. Yeah, I think they'll only save it for, like, superstars. Like, you have to be, like, a big pop star. Like Rihanna or Drake. Rihanna or Drake. <laughs> Does Drake actually watch or does he just follow them? I think he just, I can't imagine. He, I don't know. Maybe he does watch. Maybe Harry Styles will host Beverly Hills next year. Because remember? Oh, yeah. That's not true. <laughs> that is not true. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I am a big Harry Styles fan and I feel like I know his taste. And I just like, I can't see it. But maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. She saw your hat and <laughs> said, oh, yeah. Harry is my friend. Harry is my friend. Some people on TikTok were trying to claim that Harry is my fr- Harry is uh, producing this Harry is my friend merch to like compare himself to Judy Garland. And that's why he dressed up like Dorothy. Oh, maybe. Yeah. I, I could know. see that. Um, <laughs> anyways, anything else about the Potomac reunion? No. Okay. <laughs> Then let's get over to Salt Lake City, a supersized episode. Yes, I was delighted to see that. And, I mean, come for the arrest, but, like, stay for the Italian cooking class. (laughs) I was like, I know the arrest is happening this episode. What is going on? I know. It was truly... I had to watch the episode twice because it was just, like, truly wild. The episode was pretty good across the board. Even the even the little scene where Heather Gay films with one of Shannon Bedore's daughters and her uh, niece yeah. or whatever. Um, not really one of Shannon Bedore's daughters, by the way. I don't want people <laughs> to think I'm delusional. And she was explaining like the different levels of uh, like heaven yeah. and hell in Mormonism. Yeah, and how and she's like at the bottom. She's in outer darkness. She's beyond like Ted Bundy. <laughs> yeah, she's in outer darkness. But I heard I heard an ex Mormon talk about that scene on another podcast on Los Culturistas, and he said that that part of hell or whatever was actually like only reserved for like the really really bad. Like he said, like eleven people basically. So it's like beyond bad. Okay. So I think that like Heather might be with Ted Bundy. Oh, okay. Well, that's a little bit better. Yeah. I just didn't realize it was called, like, terrestrial and stuff like that. Yeah, I have no idea. That's why Salt Lake City is so good. It's, like, an educational show. 
along with reality entertainment. <laughs> um, let's talk about the cooking class. This was amazing to me. <laughs> Mary talking in the Italian accent. Oh my god. I was cringing, but also loving it at the same time. Lady Gaga House of Gucci. <laughs> Father, son, and house, house of, of Gucci. Gucci. <laughs> I'm so excited for that, by the way. I know. It comes out the day that I leave town to go to Italy. <laughs> Re- oh, really? Yeah. I thought it was coming out this week. It, I thought it comes out on Thanksgiving. I could be wrong, but they're doing like the whole press tour. I was like, I'm so nervous. I, have to, I haven't even watched Spencer yet, and now I have to add another thing on my list? Oh, maybe I should fact check and make sure, because if so... <laughs> We need to stop recording and go right now. I know. Let's get over to Nighthawk. Um, But yes, the Italian cooking lesson was so good. Um, Them coming with Italian names was strange to me. It's like, did you have to do this thing in Spanish class as a kid? Yes. Where you had to like pick your name for the class? Well, I didn't do that, but I've taken so many Spanish classes and can't speak any of I know. It, but where did it all go where did it all go <laughs> I had no idea. but i've heard of having to do this and now i don't understand that i know it's it's wild so we had to pick a name and i picked hector and because like there's no i guess there's like obviously brendan is a very like irish name so there's not like a yeah. translation name like, if my name is Matthew, there'd be, like, an obvious choice. But what was it like Heather was, like, Erica, Erica. or something? <laughs> it's like, so, just say it in an Italian accent. Just have Mary say it. I know. <laughs> Anyways, I was dying over all of them hyping up Mary's gifts. And then she gives them just a plain old apron and a Louis Vuitton bag. Yeah, it's not she's, even Louis Vuitton. She's like, I didn't get them Louis Vuitton aprons. I know. I wonder if that's the first... They had to, like, look at the tag after or try to, like, Google it because Heather made the joke about selling it on eBay. But I was just, I love the idea of thinking of them, like, at home, like, being like, this is my Louis Vuitton apron. (laughs) It's it's a plain white apron. (laughs) From, like, Home Goods or something. Oh, my God. Have you ever made pasta? I have not. It's fun. I made um, a... ex-boyfriend of mine his family's italian and we made pasta on easter once it was really fun because we made one where you like flick it what (laughs) (laughs) like i don't know you like you like pull and flick what noodle it was like i don't know it was like a roundy thing not gnocchi but like oh i actually have made gnocchi oh so you lied to me i did lie to you Uh, what kind of gnocchi just regular potato But, unfortunately, this household is a gluten-free household. Oh, yes, I always forget. So... Because I... Oh, I forget. I'm, like, always suggesting pasta restaurants to you. (laughs) Yeah. So, unfortunately, that... I I think I have all the extensions for the KitchenAid, but, yeah. That, I would love to make. How often does that KitchenAid come off that shelf? Oh, it's strictly decor. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It comes down more in the holiday season when we start baking. Oh, yeah. We're about to get on our feet for the holidays. Yes, we are. Um, but yeah, back to the... <laughs> oh, back to Salt Lake City. So, the outfit suggestions and sending Whitney a slutty mafia... The Party City <laughs> screenshots. But Whitney didn't bite, and I love that. I actually liked her... Was It was like a suit, right? Mm-hmm. I really liked her look. Yeah, she did well. I mean, Heather was in, like, streetwear or something. Maybe that's what her thing said. Yeah. It I did thought, say Italian streetwear. That's what she said, right? Yeah. But I feel like that was a joke. Like, that, like everyone else was high fashion. I yeah, don't know. Heather's trying her best. She's a single mom who works too hard. Yes, yes, That loves yes, her yes, job. Yes. And what's that? That's the Reba soundtrack. Reba, right? yeah. <laughs> and then, like, I just can't get heads or tails of why Mary's so mad. Yeah. And it feels like she's just, like, turning and firing at whoever she decides to that day. Yeah. I don't... I mean, she must live a miserable life. But, (laughs) I mean, she doesn't... She's... She's so not even aware that she doesn't want to be with her husband. Mm -hmm. 
And, like, she, I don't know. That's probably a horrible thing to say, and I didn't mean it. But I just can't imagine, like, being happy in that kind of living situation. Yeah, and, like, being a pastor at this church and yelling at people all the time. I mean, I am waiting for this shoe to drop on like the cult situation and what she's done. Mm -hmm. Like her family fears her, like all these little nuggets that they're like dropping in Mm -hmm. each episode. Like I'm dying. I want to know everything. I mean, like speaking of that, when uh, Whitney's being comforted by Meredith, Mm -hmm. they start to talk about Cameron and all that stuff. So that'll be interesting. Yeah. I mean, I think that's just as interesting as the Jen Shaw arrest stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like there is a world potentially a year or so down the line where Mary gets arrested because, like, things can't be all great at that church. Oh my God, this is all legend. Don't come out. Don't send Jesus after me. <laughs> every every episode where she says that in the beginning, I'm like crying. <laughs> It's like I'll send Jesus after you. I wonder what like people who are like pretty religious feel about that. Like they can't be happy with that. I don't think any. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it was received well, and I don't think Mary's joking. I know. That's the thing. Like I feel like a lot of the housewives are making a joke. You know, they're making light of something, referencing something. Mm-hmm. This is like I feel like she she's actually threatening us. Yeah, I'm scared. Um, let's get to the limo. Or do you have anything else before we get to the limo? No, let's go. Let's get to the limo because this is what I love. They show just like all these little details. I love watching the women talk to the producers as the producers are setting up the cameras. I love everyone arriving, seeing what luggage people brought. Yep. I just like love the entire, the entire scene. Yeah. It's a really good... I feel like they kind of like zoomed out a bit Mm -hmm. and you get to see more than you normally would. Which they had to because once once the uh, feds finally arrived, like they're talking to the producers first to watch them be sitting in that limo unaware of what's happening. And you can see the police start to swarm the limo. Yeah. Cinema, baby. I mean, when the producer came, even before the SWAT team showed up um, and the producer came in. And they're like, are you guys really thinking about not going? Like, that's when I started to get excited. Mm -hmm. Because the producers are starting to, like, did the producers know that the SWAT team was coming? Like, I I don't know. It's so riveting. And the producers, like, mad at them for the suggestion that they're not going to go on this trip. And then that ruins, like, the trajectory of the rest of the season in their brains. Because they got to go on the trip, yada, yada. Meredith's already... On her way there, already there, whatever. Yeah. Which, by the way, did you see the clip that's a preview for next week of her in the bathtub telling Mary about all what happened? No. Oh, my God. It's so good. Go find it after this. But Mary arrives at, like, whatever house they're staying in. Uh-huh. And Meredith's, like, calling for Mary, Mary, in in here, in here. And she's fully just in a bath, in, like, a bubble bath. <laughs> and she tells Mary. And Mary's, like, weirded out by that. And she tells Mary all about the gender arrest. And it, like, also feels like Meredith might have had a couple wines, like, on the way there or whatever. You must need it at that point. Yeah. They're shaking. Or maybe, like, I mean, maybe for Meredith they were celebratory wines. Oh, right, right, right. her and Jen are at the best place right now. Right. Oh, oh, just a couple more things. Um, Lisa Barlow having the right mind to immediately tell Heather, oh, I wouldn't call Jen to check in after the feds come. Like, don't get yourself mixed in with that, basically. I mean, to me, that's a natural response. Yeah. I would be like, don't touch any of that. Yeah. Absolutely not. She didn't even look up from her phone when she was saying it. Yeah. And then there's a clip from next week also. Sorry to, like, spoil next week's episode. But (laughs) there's a clip of Lisa Barlow calling six different lawyers. She said something about that on Watch What Happens Live, right? Apparently they have lawyers. They have all these lawyers on payroll or whatever. Yeah. I mean, if I had six lawyers, I'd probably ask them all, too. I know. It's just interesting in contrast to Beverly Hills. Yeah. What's so... Sorry. I'm just 
replaying the scene over and over in my head. What were you saying about the lawyers? Oh, it's just interesting in contrast to Beverly Hills where Erica was so mad that Sutton called a lawyer. Yeah. Whereas, like, I mean, but Jen is, like, directly being investigated. Yeah. And, I mean, there's, like, questions later in the season, I think, about, like, are any of these women in business with Jen in any capacity? Yeah. What was a little bit chilling to me was the excuse that she gave. Yeah, to be able to jump to an excuse that puts, like, that suggests that your husband is, like, physically hurt. Yeah. That's dark. I was like, ooh, that is... I mean, maybe she was just trying to think of, like, the worst case scenario, but that was, like, so weird to me. That's, like, I feel like kids growing up used to use my grandma died as an excuse and that's like that kind of scary shit like say like i would say something's wrong with my house in some way like there was a break-in my dog you know like that's even probably dark but i don't know i and like the detail i mean it wasn't super but like internal bleeding i'm just like he was at the hospital for a checkup and they found internal bleeding like what kind of checkup like a Yearly physical, I don't think they're going to find internal bleeding necessarily. Maybe they will. And it's not like any of this is going to actually hold up. Also, who called her? Do we know who called her? I think it's unclear. That is like also. But she answered it like, hey, baby. Did she? I think so. Yeah. And then her asking Whitney to turn off the mic. And then once after the cops come, Whitney being like, she asked me to turn off her mic. Yeah. It's good. It's very good. Um, anything else before we move over to Vanderpump? No, I think I said it all. Okay, mention it all. So Vanderpump Rules this week. I actually really enjoyed it. I had a good time with these acquaintances. I feel like I've been coming in and out of this season. I was not particularly excited to like go back to VPR, but mm-hmm. and I I've honestly been. Um, not I've been skipping like certain episodes and stuff mm-hmm. and not keeping up, but this one I just watched, gave it my full attention, and I was pleasantly surprised. Lisa Vanderpump's heavier involvement in this now that she doesn't have housewives, yeah, is truly wild. Her hosting the little like one on ones, uh huh. They're like one on one dates. I don't watch The Bachelorette, but I feel like it's like The mm-hmm. Bachelorette or something. <laughs> Yeah, it's very weird. It was, like, bizarre. This is, like, closer to the end of the episode. But it was bizarre when they were at that thing at Sir, and then Lisa was like, what are you doing tomorrow? Do you want to come over? I, I like, know. It was, like, tomorrow. <laughs> and I was, then I realized, I was like, oh, well, Lala's not invited to the party, so she's going to just film with Lisa. Yeah, for sure. It's interesting seeing that dynamic because it feels like... I know all of the cast are, like, super familiar with Lisa now, but they Mm -hmm. still kind of play that, you know, like, kiss the ring role. Yeah. Whereas I feel like Randall talks to her and, like, they're, like, equals. Yeah. Which is an interesting dynamic to see on screen, I feel. Yeah, because he's older. He's, like, more established in Hollywood, for better or for worse. Um, It is very interesting to watch on camera. Um... The fucking lights in the Sandoval house. It's like... It's a dive lounge. Which, by the way, Dive Bar Lounge is a gay bar on 10th Avenue in Hell's Kitchen. Oh, really? And I've always jokingly called it the Sir of the East Coast. Because it's (gasps) not Sexy Unique Lounge, it's DBL Dive Bar Lounge. I've made that joke on Twitter back this day. You can can go (laughs) Google it. (laughs) Have you been inside? To Dive Bar Lounge? Yeah. Um, yes, and I will say that was before, I guess, like, the ownership of that bar is, like, sketchy or something. Oh, okay. So, I was then told not to go there. Oh. I'm just curious, like, I, in theory, like, I could have, I like dive bars, and I, maybe I don't like, like, an actual, for me, a lounge, like, I like couches and, Mm -hmm. like dim lighting and things like that but i don't know if that's like what a lounge is for like a drinking facility i don't think i like lounges yeah 
maybe that's not actually accurate. Because the lighting and stuff that they were putting together, like, I don't know that I would be into that. When I think of a lounge, I think of, like, you know where they film their confessionals that's supposed to look like they're in, like, some sort of drinking establishment? Yeah. Is that not what, is it not supposed to be Sir? Oh, it might supposed to be, it might, it may be supposed to be Sir, but that, to me, is, like, lounge. A lounge? Actual Sir, to me, is not lounge. Yeah, it's like I've a restaurant, in. right? It's, it's a restaurant. It's like kind of, I don't know. Yeah. I, I get it. But actual sir has all this lighting. This is like the college dorm lighting that all the kids are obsessed with on TikTok. Yeah. It's a little much. It feels a little cheap. Like. Yeah, because it's like, it's literally lighting to distract from the fact that like the walls might be dirty or like. That kind of the thing. The plants are plastic. The plants are plastic. <laughs> literally, it's literally that. So I don't know why they're leaning in here. I mean, for another one of the one-on-ones, when Raquel comes over and Lisa says it's a beautiful starter diamond, I fell out of my bed. I know. Like, I was like... I mean, James Kennedy is buying it. It's not... <laughs> I know. I, is that, that's not what engagement rings are called. Like, I understand you can only go up, like, as you are married longer and longer. But, like, is that appropriate to call somebody's engagement ring a starter diamond? No, but I think, like, Lisa, this episode was kind of playing up, like, her, like, snobbiness in a lot of ways. It was that. And then there was another comment that they made when in the, when looking at uh, Raquel's nose in the plastic surgeon's office, which we'll get to the Paul Nassau overall in a second. But Lisa said something like, oh, you know, the nostrils don't need to be that big. She can breathe through her mouth. Yeah, she said, no, you don't need to breathe. Yeah. Breathe through your mouth. <laughs> um, let's talk about Paul Nass. Okay. Okay, so it's wild to see him on this show because when Adrian left, Adrian, his ex-wife, left yes. uh, Real Houses of Beverly Hills, she was not in a good place with Lisa Vanderpump. Mm-hmm. So... I, like, kind of expected that uh, Paul and Lisa wouldn't necessarily be friends this far down the line, but mm-hmm. it was interesting to see him. I don't really watch Botch, so it was, yeah, me like, neither. it was very jarring to have him in multiple scenes. Yeah. I mean, I definitely recognize him because I see the commercials on TV during the day, but, um, again, I wasn't watching those seasons when Adrian was on. But I... You you weren't watching, like... You didn't watch seasons one and two. Maybe I... No, I did. I guess that was just, like, so long ago. Mm Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I love a crossover. I love a famous doctor coming on and being relevant. Love a famous doctor. And then Raquel talking about it costing her $30,000 to fix it. But... The way James Kennedy made that all about him and, like, that he was on trial because he fu- he just wanted to be proven innocent that he didn't fuck up her nose. I like, know. That was so gross. It was bad. But I love Lisa saying, you don't need to breathe. Yeah. It was... It's breathe. very Lisa. It's very old school Lisa, <laughs> old school rich thing. Um, I couldn't tell her nose was crooked from the front. I definitely could see it, like, under the septum being swooshed over. But it looks fine to me. I think it looks fine. I think, like, let people have noses. Yeah, imperfections are also fine. Noses, like, like a nice nose, like a nice big nose is, like, sometimes, like, the best part of someone. Yeah. I don't disagree. Yeah. Um... What else did I want to talk about? Tom Sandoval. Mm-hmm. Just in general, I think his problem, he lets himself get too into the details that don't matter. So he gets like in the way of his own thing and he'll never have the big picture like concept idea. Because he's too focused on like doing this one little cocktail that you have to do a certain way yep. or else it doesn't work. Whereas like last episode, like... Tom Schwartz made a fucking watermelon margarita that everyone loved, Mm -hmm. and it was less effort than whatever science project that Tom Sandoval was trying to do. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. He has a trouble looking at big picture rather than, 
he wants every little detail that he's involved in. To be like... And he wants to touch every little thing so he can say, I did this. And it all has to be like so intricate and so... He must be exhausting Exhausting. to talk to. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Their planning session, like... I'm just so disappointed in Schwartzy taking mushrooms on his fertility journey after the doctor told him not to. I know, but... Katie is doing everything that she can. Men are, men are selfish. <laughs> men are trash. <laughs> um, was this episode sponsored by Truly? Did you notice a lot of Trulys in the game? Um, I did. Yes, I did see them at all. They were like in the ice buckets and then they were drinking them at the potluck dinner yeah which (laughs) charlie kept calling a culinary party (laughs) it literally was just a potluck (laughs) and it wasn't even like a potluck with a theme it was like all over the place it was like bring your favorite or something yeah her gagging on everything that she tasted and being like oh yeah that's good was killing me i know i was like she's gonna throw up and then she was like oh no that was really good like you're full of shit you don't like that (laughs) she is like an enigma to me also we just got introduced to her boyfriend Mm -hmm. who's like cute so cute uh the scene where brock and china come over and brock hangs the tv in five minutes and 29 seconds there was online drama about that (gasps) because charlie posted a photo of the tv coming off the wall being like, this happened, like, the night of, LOL. Stop. And Sheena got, like, so hurt about it and was like, girl, you shouldn't be posting stuff like this. You should text me. Answer your text. And Charlie was like, I thought it was funny. Like, it's literally just funny. Oh, my God. I don't... I might actually get butt hurt about that, too. Oh, yeah. I might get, like, upset about that. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't think if I was on a show with my friends, I would post mean tweets about them beyond the mean tweets I already post but yeah but that is funny also yeah Brock clearly doesn't know what he's doing you gotta have that stud finder Brock (laughs) it's gotta go you can't just like put it into the drywall come on also he had help the two guys were doing it together I know cheating yeah that is cheating that's cheating honey stands with Rob you heard it here first (laughs) (laughs) Sheena is gone like full Ariana Grande outfits though with the oversized sweatshirts and the like high pony. I kind of like it. I was noticing that when everyone was walking into the party. Yeah. Um, That's when I like actually put words to it. This game that they play at the party. I just don't really like games. I like a game, but no one was like, I don't know. It just wasn't a game for this group. It was a very Ariana game, like a... Ariana and Katie game, like, a thing where you need to know stuff. Yeah. The fact that, like, Raquel couldn't name a first a lady or a rapper or a boy band. The rapper and James Kennedy is, like, <laughs> me. <laughs> so good. But, but yeah, it's, like, because I could understand, especially being sober in front of a bunch of, like, drunk people being frustrated but in those situations when you're playing a game like that you have to like let it go like you have to just like let people have fun the whole point is to have fun it's not to like be rigid and play which i'm not great at that's why i don't like those games it's (laughs) like very like monica and ross from friends behavior Mm -hmm. i'm not like a big friends fan but i remember them being like sticklers for the rules or whatever yeah um one more thing before we go tom schwartz like him breaking down the door of his home did that happen at the end of the last episode? Because I missed it. But like Katie that talks about it in this episode. I okay, I, I saw that yeah. clearly, but I didn't know if there was like footage of him doing that. Is I good for her for not like rage texting and I just know. like locking the door? I think that's hilarious. I know it sucks that the door got busted in, but they fixed it. Imagine if, but that was of... him coming home from the mushroom night, right? Maybe I think that's what it was. So I got locked out of my bedroom earlier. Imagine if, (laughs) instead of texting Honey, who could bring up some spare keys upstairs, I just 
uh, Kool-Aid man through Kool- the door. <laughs> Kool-Aid man in a robe. Oh yeah, my and I was, goodness. the worst part was I was like, I only had a robe on because I Nike? was going from the shower. Well, no, yeah. And so it was bleak. I had a moment of real panic before I realized that there's a hook down here with my keys on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, should we move over to Winter House? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so how are you feeling about the season? How are you feeling about this cast? How are you feeling about the episode? I was really excited at the beginning of the season. I felt like there was a lull, but I really did enjoy this episode. I feel like we have dove dove in. I don't know. Di- Dive? Dived in? D- d- dived? Oh, no. Can you conjugate we, that verb for we me? dove in. We dove in. We are diving in. But we're, we've already done it. Okay. So we're not... Con- Anyways, we're we know these people. We're off the deep people. ends watching <laughs> dive in. Yes. I feel like I know these people well enough now where I'm invested. Yeah. Except for... I'll get to that later. That guy... <laughs> Lindsay's grasping on. To. Oh, Jason. Jason. I feel like he's getting the short end of the stick. Like, yes, they're I would agree. Him. The only thing that, like, the only time they interact with him is when he's cooking. Yeah, and when Lindsay is lonely and needs some attention yeah. from somebody that she's not actually interested in. Yeah. Anyways, one thing about the show that's like kind of bugging me a little bit mm-hmm. is when there's been the instances that's happened twice where like some of the people go on, like, a date, which is fine. Like, go on a date. But, like, while those people are doing that, everyone else is just doing nothing. Yeah. And I think... I think it's because they don't know each other that well. It's like, give us an activity. I know there's not... I know, like, the activities in places like that are, like, skiing or whatever. But, like, you can go do something. Yeah. Find a haunted house. I know it was, like, January, but... I don't know. Do something. Yeah. I don't... It does seem... I was also thinking, like, they must have days where they don't film, right? Like, there must be, like, nights where they don't get lit, right? They're there for, like, two weeks. Maybe, but I don't know. I don't, it's, it's bizarre. But, yeah, I think the dates are super cute. I know this was last week, but Austin and Sierra on that date were so cute to me. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm really excited to see that. But I do like Paige's vulnerability because we've seen her be this cool girl mm-hmm. on Summer House for seasons, mm-hmm. having Carl chase after her. Then she's in this relationship where she's like, I don't really like know if it's working out anymore. Mm-hmm. And like having kind of men fall at her feet. And then now that she's single, she's talking about going out on dates and realizing not every man is going to fall in love with her. Right. And that is kind of like a shock to her. Mm-hmm. And her going through the same situation with, I like when they call him Andy, but it's Andrea, right? Andrea. Where she's trying to keep up with Sierra, who's falling in love with Austin. Right. And realizing, like, you can't force that. And also, like, things move at different paces. Like, I think that's really interesting and relatable. Yeah. Also, if the guy sucks, he sucks. Yeah. Or it's just like, yeah, he just needs to be transparent about what he's looking for, what he's open to and what he's not open to. Yeah. Um, speaking of Sierra and Austin, I don't watch Southern Charm. I haven't watched it since Trump got elected president, but I did see Austin <laughs> in those like football pants and I was like, oh, he's more than just tall. Oh, I didn't even notice that. I, it, there was like a flash. <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh. He is, I used to think he was unattractive. I don't watch, I, I've watched, I've dabbled in Southern Charm. Um, but I never really found him attractive, but I do think his personality is, I think, I think he's charming and I think he's cute and I think that's making him more appealing to me. Yeah, I don't, I just don't know about him and Craig in general after like, they were like hanging with Tommy, Tommy Lauren during the pandemic. That's what, yeah, I don't like that either. It's like. That's, it's like, yeah, I don't really like, I don't trust you. Also, the timeline, because are Austin and Sierra still together or are we trying to figure that out? I think we're trying to figure it out because I watched her on Watch Happens Live and it was like unclear there. But when he was on. I mean, I know Lindsay is not with him, but uh-huh. she went to that filming, right? Yeah, and she's since, like, blocked him. 
because of like the line of questioning and how he answered all those questions which is like dude it's a watch weapons live yeah like game it's meant to be all in fun i mean so then i was in charleston for my friend's bachelorette party and mm-hmm. we saw austin and he was kissing on Kristen cavallari oh. so that was obviously between filming and now and i think i remember when that was rumored because that was happening all around the madison Lacroix a rod stuff that led oh it was to, definitely in the thick of that yeah that led to benefer 2.0 in a way right i think craig was there too Anyways, yeah, I'm curious about where that lands at the end of this. I think, like, a lot of it is Bravo's, like, suggesting, hey, like, don't be too out with your relationship while the show's airing. Like, we need to use it for, like, drama to promote. Um, What were you in high school? I was trying to think of this. I mean... Like the bully? No. I was so quiet. I was a cheerleader in middle school, but okay. not high school. I played Actually, football in middle school. I, I was a cheerleader in a high school that I was supposed to go to over the summer, but then I switched high schools at the end, and I missed tryouts, and that forever changed my trajectory. I think probably for the best. Yeah, I I would agree with Were that. Were you like a scene kid? Yeah, yeah. We definitely, like, me and my friend... We would dye our hair black and cut it ourselves and have the side bangs and sneak into shows. Yeah, I was definitely. And the that same was you kid. until like, like three Today. years ago. <laughs> I still, yes, I was definitely the scene kid going to shows and using my IDs to like go to bars to see live music and dark eyeliner, all mm-hmm. that stuff. Side bangs, Converse. What were you? Um, I was just kind of like, not, not like a nerdy kid. I was just like, kind of like a, like kid who got along with everyone kind of, um, I don't know. I worked a lot at Coldstone, So like everyone, I kind of knew everyone because of that relationship. Yeah. So like, I wasn't like popular or anything, but like I knew a lot of people cause I, they were my customers. Your customers, your my clients. Cu- my clientele. <laughs> Um, and then that's great. going back to my high school reunion in like 2015, everyone like really glommed onto the fact that like, I went back with Trang obviously mm-hmm. and everyone was like, Oh my God, you guys like live in New York. That's so cool. And it's like, it's actually, it's actually just normal. Like it's just a city. I feel like that's every kid's, maybe it's not, but just me because I'm in New York but like I that was my dream was to go back to my high school reunion and be like yeah I live in New York like I'm living the life like I did it and you all did not but I didn't get to go to my high school reunion oh I didn't really have that attitude it was like me and my friends we put on a bunch of temporary tattoos for your reunion yeah just for fun and then we went and then we just like hung out with people and like we were like out all night and then I got the hiccups Oh, that stinks. It's the worst. But I did feel like for every year that you go, when you first graduate from college, you start going back, or maybe when you're in college, the night before Thanksgiving. Yeah, Because yeah, everyone yeah, yeah. goes, I feel like that was like the high school reunions I would get every year, where it's like everyone goes to the one bar that's open yep. late. Yep. And those were good. So that's coming, I won't be going home for that, but. And that was the bar, the bar in my town was the one all my sisters worked at. So everyone on staff knew me and knows me to this day. Yeah. So it was like I had some sort of power going into that because I knew the bartender. I knew all the waiters. I knew You were whatever. a regular. I was a regular, except I never I never actually went there, but like they, they called me Harry Potter because of my glasses. <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, but back to the show. Yeah. Um, I liked this party. I thought it was interesting. I thought it was fun. But it was like... Everyone's reveal of who they actually were in high school was like, it's all the popular kids. <laughs> I I know. I was like, yeah, nobody here was unpopular. Exactly. I think. Well, I think it was Craig that said he was like the most dramatic. I mean, Craig would regularly wear eyeliner on Southern Charm. I think. Oh, right? did he? I I might be making that up, but yeah, I think eyeliner is not new to Craig. <laughs> right. Um, I'm enjoying Winter House. I like that our world is expanding and like, I mean like, I might give the next season of Southern Charm a try because now it's 
two cast members from a show that I watch, and then Paige is going. Paige was filming at Patricia Ochtrell's house the other really? night. Really? So I did watch some of the reunions just because of the Madison stuff that was mm-hmm. exploding at that time, and they do have some new cast members that I think bring a new je ne sais quoi yeah. to the. Yeah. I don't think that's how you use that, but they bring something like new, new energy. Um. Yes, and diversity. They do bring diversity, too, which I think that show desperately needed. Good. So, unless you have anything else, I think we are ready to close it out. Well, can I just plug how cringy Lindsay has been with Jason? Honey hates Lindsay, despite being... I audibly was icking at them and their interactions in the bedroom. It's so gross. I know. It's like... Okay, that's and all like, that I'll I, say. <laughs> I, really, I really like Jason. I just feel like he's, for whatever reason, become the odd man out in this house. Yeah, unfortunately, I do think that's the case. Even these, like, gals who are supposedly, like, his close friends from modeling, it's like they're not paying attention to him. Yeah, I don't know how close they are. Yeah. But, yeah, that's all that I wanted to add. Anyways, uh, let's get over to our Freak of the Week. And this week is a doozy. So, speaking of Heather DeBro joining back on Real Housewives of OC, she ran into one of her former castmates last night um, while out to eat. Kelly Dodd posted this series of Instagram stories that I'm going to play the audio of after this, but this um, series of Instagram stories where they're sitting at the table over from Heather and Terry and, like, audibly, I won't use the word bullying, but, like, I mean, it's kind close, of harassing yeah. them, and like Heather and Terry don't acknowledge that this is happening, but there's no way they didn't notice slash couldn't hear. Yeah, it's just like this is how this is how Kelly like moves through the worlds, and it's just like nauseating. It's so embarrassing for her. I it's know. like take the high road for once in your for life. once in your life, um, but we'll put the audio here. I think you said they're at the biggest parties. Then we got Dumb and Dumber right there. <laughs> Fuck faces. Let's see. If you're at a table for six, you have zero friends. Yeah. A table for six. And you're always alone. And you're always alone. What does that tell you? You have, yeah, what does that tell you? And then we wanted for our one true queen this week, we got the sad news that Lisa Rinna's mom, Lois, has had a stroke. Um, I know she's in her 80s or 90s. I think she's in her 90s. Yeah. Um, so we are just sending love to Lois, who yes. has been a really bright spot on Beverly Hills the past several years. We love you, Lois. We love you, Lois. Um, thank you, Honey Mustard Girl, for <laughs> guest hosting once again. Um, where can we find you on social if people want to find you? Well, I'll be changing it soon, but okay. no, <laughs> for now, I'm a honey mustard girl on Instagram. Yes, and then um, you can find all of uh, Come Through Queen's socials, the episode, the Patreon, etc. at comethroughqueen.com. And I think that's all we've got for you this week. Thanks for having me, Brendan. Of course. Love us, love us. Please retweet. See you next week. Bye. Bye. I want to see you come through, queen. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.